0: Have you heard of the Torah coming out of Berlin? We've had exciting guests, rabbis and activists, artists and thinkers, bringing their unique brand of Torah into your living rooms. But we've only begun to scratch the surface. We need more voices, more ideas, more of the leaders and innovators and healers and writers who are filling this city with its soul. For the Torah of Berlin is eclectic, it is different and sometimes strange, but it is brimming with individuality, with hope, with a taste of the world we have yet to build. So come and learn. Welcome to Torah Curious. The sound quality of this episode is well below the normal standards of Torah Curious, Please accept our apologies, and no, we're working on it. Hello, and welcome to Torah Curious. I'm your host, Jeremy Borowitz, and I'm here with Yulia Kildeva. Did I say that correctly, Yulia? How did I do?
1: Yes, yes, Kildeva. that's right.
0: (laughs) Uh, Yulia, thank you for being here. I wonder if we could start out by having you tell us about your earliest Jewish memory.
1: It's a great question because I was thinking about it um, last year because I was trying to connect to my Jewish roots. I was uh, figuring out where where had I start, where did I start my Jewish journey, and it was when we came to Germany. Um, I was four years old. It was in two thousand two. Um, we came to Germany as Jewish kind of refugees uh, from from Russia. I was born in Moscow. And um, we came to Germany, to Lübeck, it's my hometown in Germany, uh, a great city, I love it, it's next to the beach. <laughs> and yes, um, the synagogue, the community, the Jewish community gave us the opportunity to um, to get into the community um, and to to join, for example, kids' groups or singing lessons uh, for older el- elder people or something like that. And I went to the kids group. Oh wow. And my my memory, my Jewish memory of this kids group is how my mother is playing Haman and in the synagogue. Like in the background you see the the Torah where the Torah is inside and in front of it, my mother is playing her mom, and I am play. I'm also in this game and we are playing a lot. We are having a lot of fun playing games. I'm eating some This is also a Jewish memory, but I don't know how this is connected. <laughs> uh, like there, there are lots of memories who don't have any connection, who doesn't have any have connection because uh, it's a big mix of, I went to this kids group in the synagogue and had fun. Wow. But but I hadn't a connection like I don't remember I had this con- the the real connection to the Jewish life there because I got to know some kinds of Purim or from Hanukkah something uh, but it, that was all. So my Jewish my my real Jewish memory starts um, in the Jewish camp. Um, before,
0: we, before we get to the Jewish camp, I I just wonder ah, okay. who, did you, who did you come here with.
1: Uh, with my mother and my father. Wow. My father is Muslim. My father is Muslim. Um, he's Tatar. Oh
0: wow. And
1: my mother is Jewish. And her her parents, uh, they are from in Zaporozhye in yeah. the Ukraine. Wow. And it's like all as Wow.
0: And do you know why they decided to come?
1: Um. Only the one thing I know about this is that my mother wanted from for her family a better future because in russia it was it was a bit hard with economics and it's also now not so easy there uh, and my mother wanted uh, to have a better future for our family and um, she knew that she will have a second child my sister she's 18 now um, and that's why we decided to come to germany we had also the de- deci- we had also the decision to, car- to go to New York where my grandfather lived Because my grandmother and her um, brothers lived already in Germany, in Lübeck um, And we had two choice, uh, two choices Between New York where my grandfather lived And between Lübeck and Germany where my uh, grandmother lived And my father didn't get a visa Uh, for New York. Wow. It's also a crazy, crazy story for him because he was uh, one day before that in the hospital and broke out of the hospital because he had an appointment for this visa and didn't get this visa.
0: Wow.
1: Um, Yes. (laughs) So we decided to go to Germany to visit my grandma and my father and my mother found a television, uh, this big television, not not the televisions we see nowadays, but the big television um and they fell in love with Germany because my father is also fishing and he had a lot of um he had a lot of choices here to fish in the in the beach and no in the sea, in the beach in the sea and um also different types of water.
0: Wow. That's so cool. So you arrive here and you start going to like these kids' programmes at the Judische Gemeinde, which I think is really interesting. Um did you also do things? Did you also explore your your Islamic heritage, like or your
1: Tatar heritage? Um, actually, not. The only thing I remember was when I was in Moscow at my grandmother's house, um from my father's side, um, she teached me the prayer for food, mm. the one before and the one after. But this is the only thing I know. Also, I got to know. Uh, some kind of food, t- t- Tataric food, but this is all because um, my my journey is, is getting to know the world started when we were in Germany when I was four. Yeah. This is the age I started to to get to know everything around me and it was a Jewish life and the Jewish life went on because also my mother is uh, the boss in the house kind <laughs> of. Um and she was more connected to her Jewish roots than my father to his Tataric roots because my father is not religious. Yeah. Um I'm the only one who is interested nowadays in uh, the Islam but uh, it's only because I want to know my second half kind of that. Yeah. And um yes. My father was joking around when I'm going to the mosque (laughs) because he saw I'm going to the synagogue, but it was just a joke.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Did you face any um, discrimination in the Yiddish Shukamayna growing up because your father was Muslim?
1: No, no. Our our community in Lübeck is very open and uh, was also very open because we were Russian for them. And not only Jewish, but uh, first of all Russian. We had the same language. Yeah. could we'll talk to each other. We 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 celebrated the ninth of May. <laughs> <laughs> <In> Pavetti, <yes. laughs>
0: Anytime I can sing about Victory Day, I, I certainly try to do so.
1: Yeah, and our synagogue um, also gave the opportunity to to have this day, so wow. we were Russian for them.
0: <laughs> wow. So cool. Um so Okay, so you're you're going to like kids programs at the synagogue, but you're going generally to a non-Jewish school. Did you also have yes. religion classes in school?
1: Uh, yes, we had. I, I I'm not sure about this, but I think we had only one religion class, without the opportunity to go out to philosophy or something like that. And um, I went to uh, it was Catholic and Evangelic religion like christian religion i was the only jew in the whole in the whole school um and because i didn't have this 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 connection to the judaism i didn't and i didn't know anything about this i didn't realize what is being what is it being jewish um, it was totally okay for me and actually everybody knew that i'm jewish but i didn't never realized the feeling um because i was like for me, it was totally normal. Yeah. I was very open, and everybody were open. I don't remember any hate, but I think kind of things were there. But it's like just a uh, blurred memory. Yeah. Blurred wow. memory, yes. So in the school, and I was the only Jew in the school, and that's <laughs> the only
0: thing. So it kind of sounds like you knew you were Jewish. You had done some Jewish things as a small child, because like. That's where the Russian speakers were in Lubeck. And, you know, you kind of felt some maybe cultural kinship. Um, and But you didn't do anything Jewish.
1: No. Um, the first time I connected uh, to the Jewish life in Germany was with this summer camp in 2010. Wow. Afterwards in 2013. So I, I needed three years or my mother needed three three years. Um, my mother needed three years to realize that it's very important for me and for our family to have this connection connection to the Judaism um, because my sisters nowadays are also not very interested in the Judaism. I am the one who is uh, going to the synagogue or to prayer and connected spiritually and also to Jewish community. I don't know why this is like that because maybe I was so interested in the Jewish philosophy and the Jewish ethic. Uh, that's why I stayed there. Wow. And I'm learning, like, I'm trying to learn every week with the Chavruta um, and to stay with his roots. And, yeah, I brought the roots to my family. <laughs> back. Kind of back. Because my grandmother from my mother, um, she, she was also more traditional. Wow. And after her, it was kind of a break.
0: Wow, so I, I want to talk about what was the summer camp and what happened there that it, it hooked you so much? Because it sounds like this was an experience that really changed the way you approach this.
1: Yes, um, because I got to know the right people. This is the first thing. Um, How did you find they, in, out about the summer camp? My mother found out. Oh, wow. I, I did nothing. <laughs> I did nothing. I was 12 or 13 and went to the first summer camp. Ever no before that I went to another one to a Christian one but it was like I came home and was like okay mom I don't want to go back because it was boring and when I went to this Jewish camp it was kind of I felt this this warm atmosphere of community and I remember like it's is a summer camp of Lauder Foundation it was the summer camp of the Lauder Foundation and that's why I was socialized Orthodox because a lot of foundation in Germany is more Orthodox. And, um, this was the first time I went to Shabbat and Mm -hmm. I got to know what is Shabbat. Um, I had a wonderful madrighat there. Um, we are connected until nowadays. Um, I don't, in 2018, I think, or 2019, I was in Israel and we got, like we came together
0: wow. because
1: she's living now there. She has, I think, two children. Oh wow! And yes, and she was my Madricha. She's she's the first Jewish woman who showed me what it is to be like Jewish woman. And she gave me my first prayer, my first sedur. Funny thing, it's the transliteration is in Russian. <laughs> um So like. My Russian roots and my Jewish roots came together. Wow. I showed it my mother. My mother was like, mm, "Okay, she was not happy." Happy. I, I remember she was thinking about it. And in 2013, I came back to also to this organization and got to know Jewish friends because mm-hmm. in the summer came from 2010, I didn't get friends, but I got my, my madricha And then in 2013, my friends. And after that, it was like a rolling stone. Uh, in 2015 to 2016 i went to my first Shabbatonim, also from the lauda foundation and then i got in touch with the academy um also from lauda foundation in berlin it's a great jewish gap year program i would love to do it again because wow. you're 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 truly learning about your jewish roots about what it is to be like Jewish spiritually, not only from the tradition, but also spiritually because we met a lot of interesting people, not only in Berlin, but also in New York, in Israel. We we lived two months in Jerusalem. It changed a lot because this one gap year, this one gap year, one year I were Orthodox. Like I tried to be snoot and kept Shabbos. Um, It's, it's a, it was a nice experience because it's changed a lot of my my how I see the word. It changed how it changed the, the point of view from, from me. Uh because can you give an example? Now I have Yes, because like I have my, my Jewish is every day with me. I'm waking up, I'm thankful for what I have, and I'm know whom I have to thank, and it's Hashem. And um Every day, I'm I'm going with situations and with things I have to manage, and very hard. They are very hard to manage. But I remember every time that um, Hashem is with me and Hashem has a plan for me. I also have a notice on my wall. Um, I, I will I will uh, say it in German. Gott hat einen besseren Plan für dich parat als du dir je erwünschen wirst. It's like the the point is immunar. This is the thing I'm I'm taking with me. It's yeah, also okay. this will also the, yeah the belief. I believe that 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 everything is created from with him and from him and um, I'm thankful for every food. I don't live religious. I don't live orthodox, but I'm keeping this this spirituality with me. And also, I'm for example, I'm um, lighting candles on Shabbos, and my mother is also lighting candle sh- uh, candles. Since 2015, when my grandmother died, uh, so this is also another point in our family history. Uh, my mother is also more spiritual than um, religious, but this is what our family makes our family, um, because we we came back to our roots, and I'm learning from my mother um, as a mother, as a Jewish mother, and she's not living it out that she's Jewish, but. I, at one point in my life, I understood like she is a real Jewish mother because of her behavior, wow. and this is what I want to take with me to, for my children, mm-hmm. for my future, for my behavior with people around me. Because I'm, I'm, I see myself in my mother, not on, not in my father, but in my mother, because she is a very warm hearting person helping other people and this is what i'm also taking with me from her Wow! and like the family connection the connection with people how to behave to other people and um, this is also thing this is also things which i'm taking every day with me
0: wow You you said so many fascinating things there definitely lots to say about um uh what does it mean to be a jewish mother i have a lot of questions there but before we go there um I I think it's really interesting because you talked about how you were living Orthodox for this year, and you found a lot of meaning there, and also that you you don't um, use the word religious. I, I think you, it sounds like you are religious, but maybe you're not traditionally observant today. Um, you're not observant in sort of the Orthodox manner. So I wonder, like, um, why did you decide that that isn't for you?
1: Um. It's a hard question, actually, because I was thinking about this a lot of times, um, mainly after my decision to stop keeping Shabbos and to stop wearing snoot. Uh, One of the points is that I uh, went to Bielefeld, like I lived in Berlin with this Jewish Gap year program, besides of Jerusalem and afterwards. Um, my study started in Bielefeld, and Bielefeld has not so many Jews as Berlin has, and uh, the community here is liberal. Um, and it was a surprise to find a Jew here, and it was actually, um, it was what is, Zufall? Coincidence, yeah, it was a co- coincidence uh, to find this Jew, it, it's a boy, and we had together a seminary, for, it, it was a seminary um one of thirty or something like that, and it was a coincidence uh, to to come together and to to start with Jewish pol- like it's Jewish activism, not Jewish politics. It's Jewish activism. We are we both are very active, and we started Jewish activism in Bielefeld, for wow. example. Um, and this is this is um, the connection here in Bielefeld with Jewish life, but not the traditional, not the traditional spiritual Orthodox way, um, because it's there's no community here for that. Do you, is it something you miss or do you feel like
0: I feel cuz I feel like there are two ways that you could think about this based on what you've said mm-hmm. um and maybe there's a third so I'm going to say two and then you're going to be like you're wrong on both. Um but I feel like it could be like this was an incredibly important formative experience and will inform how I think about Judaism and spirituality going forward and it's not for me. Or do you feel like, I hope one day to move to a place and be in a community where I can go back to this? Or is it it's definitely
1: else? the second one, I think, oh, because wow. um, I'm uh, during my learnings uh, with my havruta um, we are also speaking about uh, keeping Shabbos, and she's asking me how my process is going because Um, I'm telling also myself I want to keep Shabbos and it's hard for me because I'm connected to my mobile phone I'm working on my mobile phone. I'm writing with my friends with whom I might meet on Saturday I know this will not be a problem for my friends and we we can figure out uh, differently, but It's a difference. There's a difference between Jewish friends and non-Jewish friends because with Jewish friends, you don't have to explain yourself. You can just be yourself and your Jewish, and your Jewish habits and everything you have. Wow. Uh, what's Jewish about you? And um, also, you you have in mind. We have once per week Shabbos, and once per week we can come together and sit together. For Pesach, I was um, uh, at my one of my best friends' house in Nuremberg, and not Lena, <laughs> but uh, she knows the people also. And um, we we celebrated Pe- the whole Pesach week together and it was very different for me to live there than to live in Bielefeld and being alone here and trying to do everything alone because it's very frustrating to do everything alone all, above all in the pandemic, yeah. <laughs> of course. And um, yes, it's it's kind of it's it's kind of a different fight for me than for people who are living in a community uh, in the Jewish community, and from one to another, they will decide. Oh, now I want to keep Shabbos because it will be easy for them. Wow. Their the surrounding is much different than the non-Jewish surrounding.
0: Yeah. Um, do you, like you meant you talked a little bit before about both spirituality and. I guess I have two questions. Answer whichever one you want. The first is like, what do you love? Like, what is it that you, about keeping Shabbat that you want so much? Like, what is it that it gives you? And also what role does your activism play today in your spiritual life?
1: Mm, great questions. both. Well, this because... is so Curious. You know, we're not
0: messing around. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I love the
1: questions because they're, they're, they're giving me the chance to think about this and to rethink because yeah. the point about Shabbat, I was also, also thinking about this and I came to the point that um, Shabbat was the chavruta the learning during J-Academy with the direction of J-Academy, Ita Afanasyev. And if I, Ita Afanasyev is a, a for me which, which enlightening the world. I don't know how to describe it but if you get to if you know her you will know what I mean <laughs> she's like I'm looking up to her because she has a great home and she knows how to how to raise her chi- children and if she doesn't know it's also okay uh, because life is teaching us every day and we can learn every day from everything and I learned I learned with her about Shabbat and what it is to be a Jewish woman in the role of Shabbat because it's it's not the role Jewish woman, it's the role Shabbat and we have a role in Shabbat. Um and yes, this is the first thing the first time I learned more spiritually about Shabbat and what's what's uh what's what is Shabbat giving us, not only what we can give Shabbat, but what is Shabbat giving us and it's also uh be, Having, having rest and connecting to family, connecting to the community, every, everything what I don't have here at, at Bielefeld, like not really have. I, I could go to my Jewish friend and he will be supportive and open and he will happy to see me. But um, in, in, in Berlin, for example, every week I went to a family, to the Shabbat food on Friday and rolled out of this house because there was so much food in my stomach and I don't have this here. I I, I wish I would have this here. So Shabbat is connected to, to J Academy also. And um, to, I don't know why, but I kind of learned that Shabbat is giving us not only peace, but also every, like when we're having the week and at the end of the week, we are not thinking about Shabbat. We are forgetting, for example, our break, mm-hmm. for example, and we are not taking these breaks. Shabbat is reminding us every week not also about these breaks. This is the first thing. And secondly, you are you, during that, doing that, thinking about Shabbos, you're thinking about Hashem. And you are thinking about oh, this week is because of Hashem. This week is because at the end of the week I can come back to my peace, wow. to 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 my inner Hashem, because I believe that everyone of us has a piece of it uh, and a piece of of um, a good person. Um, I felt a lot of times on my nose <laughs> because of that, but. And I, be, I I still believe that everyone has something good in him, uh-huh. and Shabbat is also reminding us about that. And this is kind of connected all together.
0: Yeah, I wonder, that's really interesting. I mean, there's so many interesting things that you said right there that were really par- powerful. Um, I, I I get it. Sort of gets me to the second half of my question about your activism because it kind of sounds like um, you know for you Shabbat helps you to sort of see godliness in the world and also to see the godliness in other people um so I wonder if that's in any way connected to your activism and maybe you could speak a little bit to your activism
1: yes it's definitely it definitely is this is I I didn't know that this is connected but how you said about how you talked about this right now I see why I'm I'm a Jewish activist. I'm not only Jewish activist, I'm also woman acti- a woman activist because um, I'm also social scientist and I learned a lot of things in the past three years about um, about the world and the, how the world is structured and the psychology of the mass and so on and so on. And um, this Jewish- Jewishness is connected to this through um, Believing that we can have a better world, mm. believing in that we can structure our world how we want because we have the power, the free will of power that which God gave us, and we can use this in better ways. This is how Torah teaches us. We have to try to be the best version of ourselves, mm. and through that help our environment to be a better environment and the environment environment is not only people but also um real environment like trees or flowers and all stuff like that and like it's connected to everything Torah is connected to everything and that's why activism is I don't see why I shouldn't be activist because in the Torah it kind of it's kind of leading you to be activists.
0: Yeah, the Torah is an activist text. I agree with you a thousand said. The Torah is saying, do something, build something, create a better world, create a different kind of society. You yeah. know, it's the, the Parsha that of this week that we're recording, but not the week that the episode will be released, is uh, Bahar B'chukotai, which is all about, Bihar is all about the Yovel, the Jubilee year. Um, and uh, verse 10 says, Ukratem drawer. Uh, chapter 25 of Leviticus, verse 10, says, Ukratem drawer, the Proclaim liberty throughout the land to all the people who live in it. Um, which is liberty, freedom is something that must be proclaimed. It's not something that just happens. We have to make it happen. The Jubilee, the Yovel doesn't just happen, we declare that it has happened.
1: Um, and the the main point here is also that we shouldn't do this only for our jewish people yeah. how i often hear and see um, in the jewish community but also do it for other people yeah. for the black community for the asian community for the for the muslim community because we are brothers and sisters because we are really brothers and sisters from the history abraham is abraham is from both of us our yeah. father we 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 have we have to fight not only for our Jewish rights because these Jewish rights are also connected to rights of other people and freedom. We can we can enter freedom only when we are together and we are having peace together. And we live. We are not only Jews around the world who live on this world. We have a lot of other people here, and we have to try to find out how to live peacefully together. This is like. We, this, is, this is the point I see, for example, in the, um, in the Israel conflict, Israel-Palestinian conflict, because both sides uh, seldom see the, the, the point of view of the, other, of the other. Like, I'm a person, I'm trying always to find a, a solution due to seeing the point of view of the other person, due to see what's what the person needs. It's it's all about the needs, what we as human being need. Wow. And Tor like Torah is not only telling us about our needs, but how to how to find out what are our needs, what the needs from other people, and the Torah is also teaching us to listen. Wow. To listen to other people and not only to Jewish people.
0: Wow. In fact one of the um uh one of the most famous um, sort of moments related to activism in the, in the Torah, in the five books of Moses, is when Yitro, Moses' father-in-law, who um, was not Jewish, maybe later he became Jewish, but certainly at the point that he says this, come to Moses and is like, Moses, you have to create a, a system of justice and, and courts. Um, like, how you're doing this doesn't work. So actually, um, it was from a non-Jew that the whole idea of a just society um, is really introduced um speaking of torah uh Yulia, I believe you have a piece of torah to share with us
1: yes um i I told you before I'm very into Emunah uh-huh. and actually this was my point. Emunah is uh, the piece of torah i'm I'm taking with me because we can find Emunah everywhere we we don't need to search for it it is it is between us it is between me and my table it is between me and my books and it's between every it's like it's everywhere it's Mm -hmm. also in in my ipad in my mobile phone because everything is created from us but like not from us because there's something higher and there's god who gave us the opportunity to to create this and when when i realized that i am very into i realized that i can come to hashem in every need I have and wow. every time and I can talk like sometimes I'm talking with myself and right now I realized I'm not only with myself I'm not talking only with myself Hashem is listening mm. like everything we have in our minds is coming to Him Wow. like we can and also prayer like I I, I have a book from J Academy it's um, the book we yeah, got um, at the at the last day of J Academy, and it was the perfect book for one year after J Academy because then I real I started to learn about prayer, and this wow. book is about prayer and how prayer can change, can change a lot of things around us. And um, a funny thing, I I also had a story with praying, and my mother had also a story with praying. And if if we listen to other people, like kind of we have we have all the story about prayer we don't know that we pray but during we speak with ourselves it's kind of also kind kind of also a prayer because we're speaking it out what's our needs what, what 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 we want for ourselves for the people around us and we came we, we come right now to prayer and i um when i was in israel but not with, with j Henry, I mean, but later I brought a book. It's um, Tehillim, mm. Psalms. It's the first, the first prayer book I bought by myself. Wow! And I found um, a prayer, which is. Let, give me a second. Yeah, I'll no find problem. it. And this prayer, like my grandfather had, for example, co- coronavirus, and um, this the time was I prayed every day Tehillim because it was very important for me to connect to God um not only due to uh, during to during the daily prayer but also like Tehillim are different tehillim are different here by Hashem this is what I believe and one of the prayer I prayed was the Psalm 13. Mm. Um I would just can I just read what's Please. the translation? Please um um like the the, the,
0: yeah. the title
1: the title of it is um, Exile is like a long, dark, seemingly endless night, but as long as faith and trust in God are maintained, one is not defended. Huh. defeated. Oh, sorry, defeated. One is not defeated. And like the translation is about... I would just read it. Yeah, just read it. <laughs> I would it. just read it. It's um,
0: short.
1: <laughs> yes, it's short. You know it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. To the conductor, a song of David... How long, O oh Lord, will you forget me forever? How long will you hide your face from me? How long will I take concern in my soul, having a sorrow in my heart by day? How long how long will my enemy have the upper hand over me, looking and answer me? O oh Lord, my God, enlighten my eyes, lest I sleep the sleep of death. Lest my enemy say, I have overwhelmed him. My adversaries will rejoice when I totter. But I trust you in your loving kindness. My heart will rejoice in your salvation. I will sing to the Lord for the He has bestowed on me. Wow! And, like this wow. is my favorite ever. What do you this mean? is like what do you this is this it? is what I'm. It's it's a feeling. Mm. I, can't, I even can't describe. It. It's a feeling when I'm like when I'm very sad. I have sometimes I have moments when I'm. Like starting cry and cry and cry and can't stop. And like sometimes things happen in our life, we 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 don't see it in the in the moment, we see it afterwards. But in the in one in the right moment, sometimes we need someone who is with us. And it's not only our friends we need, sometimes our family, and my family is in Lübeck. So I need someone who is like Closing his arms or her arms around me mm. and giving me this feeling of it's okay. Everything is okay. Wow. And and with this with this Teilim, I'm like I'm it's it's the best connection for me to Hashem. Besides of Shmah. Shma is also for me. Like I love shma over everything. And um, I'm trying every morning also to pray Shma. Wow. And I had a ring around this because Shema is also very connected to God. Hmm. So you, you see, I'm very spiritual.
0: (laughs) (laughs) No, it's amazing. It's also the Psalm that you brought, um, uh, um, the, the last line, and I I might get this wrong, but it's like, and, um, and, um, you know, it's translated as it, you translate it. The translation you have is about faithfulness. You know, I Like I trust in your faithfulness. I think is the um, the traditional translation, but it's so much deeper than that because it's actually I trust in your chesed. I I trust in your chesed. So you're. It's not just like I I believe in in the chesed the 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 righteousness the 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 depth of 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 kindness and warmth and whatever of God, which is exactly what you're talking about. You know, you're talking about this being enveloped in God's, in, in God's chesed, um, which I think is a, it's a really beautiful idea. I'll also say one other point, which is connected to something you said, uh, which is something that I get from uh, a, a rabbi I follow on Twitter named Rabbi Dania Ruttenberg, which is God's pronoun is God. Um, so, yeah.
1: Yes. Yes. So <laughs> Definitely, we, I was you know, a, it's not only he, he it's also her but there's no pronoun for god
0: no no it's it's our failings in understanding god that we may sometimes yeah. use pronouns but really god's pronoun is god um yeah which i think is a really powerful idea that also talks about like it's not um you know, the way it, it, people can't see it because they're just hearing us. But when you talked about God hugging you, you like made this like full round hugging motion with your arms that I just mimicked. Um, yeah, and yeah. I think that's a really <laughs> powerful thing. It's not, you know, we're like trying to understand God and we can only understand God using sort of this human language that we have. Um, and what I think you're sort of getting on, is like, it's not enough. It's more than that. And I know yeah. that it's more than that, and even though I can't explain how much more than that it is, I feel it. It's a feeling.
1: Yeah, we we are not we are on this earth and this in this place. We are not only for ourselves. We are we are mainly for the people around us. Mm. Uh, through being there for us, through trying to find the 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 the, the, the connection to to God through us Mm. and giving it back to the people around us through love and um i don't know chesed and mitzvot and everything like that and if only one person will get something from us and only one if one only only one person is like changing his mind to be a better person or um acting differently in the situation um then then we change Changed the world. Yeah, we, we change not only the person's behavior, but we changes a whole world because we are all one world, and we're like we're pieces.
0: Yeah, it's beautiful. You're referencing this uh, piece of Talma that I guess you know from Sanhedrin about like uh, you know bec- what the there's a question: Why do we have this story of creation starting from one human being? And it's because to understand within each of us lies the potential of an entire world. Um, and I think it's a beautiful idea and you're also bringing up a lot of Hasidic concepts, which I think is really interesting. There's this idea of the Nitzitzot, the holy sparks that exist in everybody. And you're talking about pulling them out. Um, and I also think it's really beautiful, Yulia, because you're talking about it in terms of prayer and in terms of Shabbat, but also in terms of like activism. How do I change the way that people see the world? You know, it's like you're on the one hand, um, you're on, the one, uh, you're on the one hand, like, de- reaching deep into the faithfulness of God, and on the other hand, you're on the streets, you know? And, like, yeah, the, the, yeah. it's a holy act in itself. Like, do you, f- do you feel the holiness when you're on the streets?
1: Yes, 100% when I'm with other people who have the same thought about righteousness and uh, doing the right things and fighting for our rights. Because when I'm, for example, on the streets with Black Lives Matter, I feel the same when I'm on the streets uh, for, for Jewish rights against oh. anti-Semitism. Because we fight all for, for the right to live together, to live, to live peacefully together with the same rights. Wow. And, like, this is, I think, the main point of my activism to, to have um, Gerechtigkeit. Uh,
0: right, righteousness. Righteousness,
1: yeah. It's, like, the main point to have righteousness, chesed. right? Yes. 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 Yes.
0: Wow. It's amazing. Yeah, it, because you're actually, you're emulating God. I want to be in God's Chesed, and at the same time, I'm bringing Chesed into the world. Um, which I think is a really beautiful idea. Wow. Thank you. <laughs> um, Julia, thank you so much for joining us uh, for this episode. Is there anything else you'd like to say before we go?
1: Um, only a thank, thank you for everyone who joined my life and who joined my, my whole journey wow. because everyone matters in our life. Mm. In your life, everyone you met in your life brought you to this point. Everyone in my life, brought me to this point of my life. And we are all pieces.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Wow, that's beautiful. I also have to say, uh, you're the first person, you're the first guest on Tour Curious who's thanked all the people in their life. Leo was the first person in the Bible to thank God. Um, and so you're the first person on Torah Curious to thank everybody around it. And actually, we're all sort of descended from the tribe of Yehuda, which means to be a Yehudi, to me, a Jew means to tap into our inner gratitude. So thank you for teaching Cheers. us uh, that lesson again. Um, and uh, uh, yeah, Yulia, it's been a pleasure. Thank you so much. And uh, we look forward uh, to hearing more from you soon. And best of luck as you begin this adventure on the forstand of the Sude, We're really looking forward to the spiritual activism that you're going to bring to this process.
1: Thank you very much for this talk. I very enjoyed it. <laughs>
0: All right. Take care, Yulia. Well, that's it for another episode of Tour Curious. Huge thanks goes out to Yuli Kildieva of the Yoda Sudet for joining us. Special thanks, as always, goes out to Rabbi Rebecca Blady, Valentin Lutzet for the cover art, Alex Segura and Takuya Suzawa for the awesome tunes, John Earl for being our activist, and our friend in the bay who made this all possible. Stay tuned for another episode of Torah Curious, set to drop in two weeks. In the meantime, keep learning
1: and stay curious.